0: And welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Agenda series joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time joined by Bailey how do you mate you good you well
1: yeah I'm good TC also almost match day I'm excited I'm excited so just get Mm. to get to Saturday
0: Indeed, it's going to be it's going to be buzzing at the Emirates. You know, I tried hard to get a ticket, but it's uh, it's, it's crazy. You can't get tickets these days at Arsenal. It's mental. Uh, how many people are trying to go to games? It kind of shows you the the feel. I think of the majority of the fan base right now is very much excited and uh, yeah, really, really excited about what's going to be happening potentially this season. We'll have to wait and see. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well, Stevie. Good morning to you uh let's go to dan It says good morning guys and girls i'm wondering if tom has any info on frankie de jong to arsenal yeah i have some info not happening <laughs> <laughs> It's as simple as that simple as that uh melanie good morning to you uh good morning to carl good morning to craig good morning to garthy to zender good morning guys uh i hope you're having a fantastic time if you haven't already done so drop a like on the video we start uh, I didn't want to talk about this yesterday because, of course, it just came out. Um, and I did want to give people time to watch the episodes. I know you're still yet to watch episode six uh, of All or Nothing. So what we can talk about, of course, Bailey, is the Abamian controversy, yeah. which, of course, is covered across the first two episodes of episode four and five. What do you make of, of getting a little bit of an inside look at more of what happened during that saga?
1: Yeah, I think Mikhail handled it. Pretty well. I don't think you can really really criticise him. Maybe you could say he was ruthless, but it's important you have a coach at the club and, and rules that can't be broken and you can't suddenly just get reintegrated into the team because you need a striker. I think that goes against goes against your standards, to be honest. And then other players will of, of, obviously get the get the inkling that they can do the same as Aubameyang and think they can come back into the squad too. So I think Arteta's ruthlessness was correct. I think it was a necessity and I think the way we handled it was, was really good. It was also interesting to see how... Arsenal uh, did lean on Lacazette a little bit also to to, to once Aubameyang was gone to really insert his leadership because I know they will close as well to make sure the group doesn't become too disharmonized but I think in general mm. the way the situation was handled was 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 it was how it had to be done I don't think you can really criticize Edu, uh the the, te- the technical directing team of course or Mikel Arteta I think it went about the the necessary way I think bringing him back into the squad would have been would have harmed the team morale a little bit and maybe would have questioned Arteta's reputation and his initial decision-making because I think if you stripped a player off the captaincy now that's where it gets hard to really integrate them back into the team and if you say you're banishing them from the first team to suddenly bring them back and allow them to start again that does you, you do question the person's initial decision so I think Arteta was right to, 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 to stand on these mark because I know Edu and and the rest did want to maybe bring Aubameyang back into the team mm, but Arteta yeah. was like no no chance And I think Arteta was right in that situation. Uh,
0: Benis Dirkamp <laughs> In the chat yeah. says,
1: uh, I thought it
0: showed how classy the club is. Mikelata had a dossier, and if they mm. wanted, they could have thrown Alba totally under the bus by releasing that info. Uh, did that come across to you a little? Um, I don't want to use the word threat, but you know, it did feel a bit like you know, publishing saying we've got this document, everything here you know, come at us. We've got all this info. That's kind of how I felt about it.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was. It was. I think Arteta knew he has, he has the evidence right there. I don't think Arsenal wanted to release the actual, the Mm. behind the scenes reasoning. I think Aubameyang probably wouldn't have allowed it when he's not at the club anymore. Anymore. Sorry. Plus, Yeah, it does create this more toxic, uh, toxic atmosphere around around the team, regardless if that does come up again. So, but again, if Aubameyang does come out or anything does come out, he's got the evidence in that document that Dossier dangerous. Document, open, I mate. need it's to see <laughs> that document. <because> I'm so <laughs> I don't know how much the times when how where. I think that is interesting. Indeed,
0: indeed. Uh, we also got uh, a little glimpse as well, more glimpse I should say, into some of Arteta's kind of left field tactics ahead of and um, after games and stuff. We've got a little glimpses to next week's uh, episodes where he uses a light bulb, which you may have heard about as well, in kind of a a tactic. He talked about the rabbit and the and the duck. Have you seen that bit yet? It's,
1: seen that bit, so <laughs> basically, it's
0: like an image of uh, it's like an image which, if you look at it, some people might see a duck and some people might see a rabbit. It's like the same image, and he basically uses using the example of saying. You can teach people the same thing, but you know people might interpret it in different ways, and he needs to get everybody seeing the duck rather mm-hmm. than seeing the rabbit. And I get the theory behind. It, there's a lot of kind of left field stuff, and yeah. I think there's a lot of memeable things uh, in the series. I mean, Arsenal are getting battered by you know other teams, as we kind of expect. You know, Spurs got battered. City didn't because they won the league, so you can't really batter them. But Spurs certainly did. Uh, I remember the whole thing when Mourinho was watching Sky Sports talk. They were talking about like doubts about Mourinho. And it just goes, oh, I'll do one, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, But yeah, Arsenal are getting memed. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about your, your yeah, team getting memed?
1: Uh, it was always going to happen. I think as soon as it was announced that there was going to be an All or Nothing documentary series, it was getting mean from them. So this is just... Mm. I asked him on the cake, really, it was gonna happen. I think the at the moment the biggest meme is the shirt where even Eddie posted it about the um passion. Oh, I forgot, I forgot the other words, but it was on a shirt where Arteta on the first episode oh, against yeah. uh, 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 the match. Uh, it was passion. It was the
0: brain but, and the heart. Yeah, and the, the heart, fans. yeah, and the fans, yeah, yeah, the energy, yeah. Emotion,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uh, Edu's got it on his uh, <laughs> He's got That's the cool. t-shirt down yeah. <laughs> Of course on, to, uh, on his Instagram page Look it's uh, Yeah it's 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 very memeable There's some funny bits There's some bits that are going to get ripped apart It is what it is I think mm. you take it af- at face value I think if you go into the series As, a, as very much kind of a, as a doubter As Mikel Arteta You're going to take away a lot of the faults If you go into the series very much As someone who's very happy with Arteta I think you're going to see it for the positives It's very much I think how you view Arteta is how you will come away from it. I don't think it's going to change people's minds. I think it will strengthen either side of the coin on Arteta either way, because there's things to be taken in, in both circles. But I'm enjoying it for what it is. I, I I knew what we were going to expect. I like some of the little intricacies of things we haven't yet seen, but I'm also very savvy enough to know that there are it's a tip of the iceberg still, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, I kind of look at it as go from the outside before this series, we kind of could look. The iceberg. At the moment, now we can see kind of what the tip of the iceberg is, but there is so much under the water at this club that we just don't know about ultimately and we and will probably never know about. But uh, it's been intriguing and enlightening in some stages. Uh, of course, uh, we play Leicester City tomorrow, as you've already alluded to, and there's a bit of a narrative, of course. Yuri Tielemans. I mean, we're already getting questions saying, Enamel says, any update on Yuri Tielemans? I don't think we can get a show by where there isn't a question asking about what's the latest on Yuri Tielemans. The honest answer is is nothing has really changed the only example of any update is that the Evening Standard reported yesterday that Leicester could have uh, lowered their value of the player to 25 million pounds I reported the other day on FL that Arsenal were willing to go as far as 2023 to kind of get him for free even though they're willing to I just don't see that as a reality of something that could happen but that's what they're willing to do what do you think mate what do you think
1: it does worry me because in terms of are we actually interested in in Tillemans how much do you want him? I think if there's a player you want you go out and buy him as soon as possible if he's available he's clearly available Leicester's made him available it's the fact that we're stalling on this deal does worry me about Arteta's intentions to use Tillemans Edu's intentions also to, to get gain Tillemans as well because your player mm. is there and you want him and he improves your squad you go you be proactive, rather than, proactive sorry, rather than reactive and you go and get the deal done so that does worry me in that sense I know We've been talking about outgoings, etc., with players. We need them to sell players before we bring in players. But I think twenty-five million is a budget where you can just bring him in and then sell players after you bring him in. Also, I don't think it's too much of an expensive transfer. So that does interest me as well. I think the twenty twenty three free transfer route is very unrealistic, as you did say, because clearly a lot of things does mm. change in a year. Maybe we find a different target who's much better for a cheaper option or Tierman's might go to another club who says he might even try to sign him. I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm sure another club will come in for him before the end of the transfer window for 25 million is an absolute steal and I know a club will probably panic by it or look to desperately bring in a midfielder and bring in and bring in Yuri. So Arsenal's taking a big risk if they are really really interested in him and want to wait till 2023.
0: Indeed. Yeah. I, they aren't waiting until 22. They aren't going to get him for free. There's no way. I just can't see that happening. They, the information is for mine that they, they're they willing to wait that long, but I, I just don't see that happening, to be honest, really. Uh, I mean, how do you think that is it wise for Brendan Rodgers to play him tomorrow? Because he clearly wants to come to Arsenal. We've known that there's an agreement in place from the players perspective for a long time. Does it make sense to play him?
1: Yeah, I think Tillemans is one of Leicester City's best midfielders. And I think... Um one of the positives about Yuri is that he will play, he's, he's got a strong head on his on his shoulders and he will play a good performance despite his, his transfer speculation to Arsenal. He's not really like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain where played against Liverpool in 2017 and managed to go to the club the next week and he had a disastrous performance. I think that's kind of different. I think Tillerans will perform for Leicester regardless because the transfer mm. is still in the air right now. So the deal might not even happen and you have to play your best players. And Leicester right now, of course, they haven't really made any more signings. They had a disappointing result against Brentford where Brentford come back from two goals down. So they're going to need the strongest midfielders on the pitch. So I reckon he'll still play in the should play.
0: Yeah, look, I think he will play. Uh, it'll be intriguing how he performs. There's added pressure. He'll know that. He's not going to be, you know, none the wiser to what the the story of the game is. Um, and he's... Quite easily, one of their best players. Their team Mm -hmm. that they played against Brentford, I was shocked that they managed to get a 2 0 lead, to be honest, because their team is looking bare bones right now. You know, no Harvey Barnes, of course, isn't in there at the moment. Yes, they've got the likes of Wesley Fafana back and James Madison's there and Dewsbury Hall's a good talent, of course. But you look at that team and it was playing, they played like a five fourth five three one one kind of formation. It was odds. I like Castagna. I think he's a very versatile player, but again, is he of the level? They got Soyunchu on the bench now. You think Soyunchu used to be so highly rated and people oh, love that guy, but that he's fallen away massively so. There isn't too much of an excuse for Arsenal not to pick up maximum points in this game there really should be and we're going to be hoping with it in the first game of the home season, you know, that's going to be a great atmosphere and really buoy us into into a good performance. Uh let's talk about transfers of course. Um youretillians we've mentioned there Hector Bellerin, according to Mundo Deportivo has been offered to Barcelona uh, as a potential move. I'm, I'm getting tactics. I'm feeling tactics yeah. off the back of this, uh, Bailey. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it can't be true. Barcelona, surely they can't stretch their budget any further. You but say Bellerin. that. Witchcraft <laughs> yeah, is going true. on at Barcelona at the moment. That is true. But yeah, no, I definitely do think it's a tactics. Interesting. Bellerin, of course, coming from the uh, La Masia Academy and suddenly he's been linked back with a move. I think that's just. That's always what happens to Barcelona, to players who left Barcelona and have on and are decent. They always get linked mm. back, and of course, that link makes so much sense. So it was always gonna, always gonna happen. But I don't think a deal that will happen. I don't think that is, something that will happen. But again, it is interesting. Maybe we don't know Barcelona are stretching that budget further. and am in Marcus Alonso and Bellerin somehow, somewhere.
0: Mm, indeed, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but look, I, I, Bellerin, for me will end up at Betis, and he will have his contract terminated yeah. that's not based on any info i have that's just my theory that's just the way i can see it going i think arsenal will eventually buckle and yeah it will go down to it'll be a free deal that we just yeah absolutely do it uh Afsar says by the way congratulations hitting 26k subs thank you so much didn't even notice but thank you uh for that reminder uh we are on our way now i guess to 30k after hitting um 25. we're very close to actually hitting our year anniversary since we started the channel uh i know it was my year anniversary A couple of days ago Mm -hmm. uh, for working at FL. But uh, yeah, the channel is, I think September is where we started things. So amazing that we've managed to go up 20k 26k subs in, in a year and that's a lot down to well it's all down to you guys really listening and watching without you we wouldn't be it so thank you ever so much drop a like if you're new subscribe indeed if you are too uh let's go to hank says is smith rowe fit uh we will hear from Mikel arteta later today press conference i think is at 1 30 you'll be able to watch that back on the channel as well so make sure you're your with notifications turned on to get it smith rowe kind back in bailey is that is is that how much of a benefit to the first team that is? Because I think he's going to struggle to get minutes this season in the Premier League.
1: Oh, Yeah, he's going to struggle for sure. I think it's, it all depends on Martinelli, really. I think the, mm. the midfield now, that's hard for him with Fabio Fierro, of course, back and now competing with God. I don't know how he fits into the midfield, but now mm. it's all about him and, and Gabriel Martinelli, especially if we do sign that mystery winger before the end of the transfer window. Then that will be a real a real uphill task for, for M.L. smith But for now, he has to compete with Martelli. Let's let's say this, look, this time in our season, Martelly was probably in the position that Smithrow was where he couldn't break into the team, couldn't start. So smith has to look at Martelly as motivation and do the same and maybe uh, eclipse Martinelli by having an excellent, excellent run of form when he is given a chance. But yeah, it is definitely going to be, a struggle in the early weeks of the season anyway for smith Rowe to get game time. And it's a shame because mm. the World Cup's in November, of course. mean, we only have one more international break left. And I don't think Smith-Rowe will, will make that, unfortunately. So I think his last season dip in form has really affected him to make the World Cup as well.
0: Uh Afsar says, would you sell Smith-Rowe a £50 million pound offer came in? No, no. How Jeffy. much would it have to be?
1: Artic, you me on spot. I'll probably say upwards of i'll say upwards of 80 i'd entertain 80 I'd accept, million quid entertain entertain not accept to upwards, entertain entertain <laughs> upwards of 80 million but again it's a risk it's a risk because smith rose potential is so so high and i think we shouldn't sell our academy players so 80 million i'll entertain not accept i'd see how far we could go but that is if smith rose current form does not improve that is if he's for current form does not improve so... i think he will <laughs>
0: it's so 80 million pound to entertain it so he's worth nearly double Gabriel Jesus he's yes. worth nearly triple Diego Carlos or yes. four times as much as Philip Coutinho yes uh, yes absolutely. he's worth I'm just going down the Premier League transfers <laughs> uh whatever moves he's worth more than Mark Cucurella nearly 20 million more than him
1: yeah yeah. Uh, he's yeah. He's worth £30 well. million
0: more than Raheem Sterling.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> this is mad. I'm sorry. £50 million pounds for me is a very fair price. So really, you take
1: 50 for, for fruity, so. I'm
0: not saying I'd take it. I just think it's a fair price. Fair price. You know, so I'd what would you take? No.
1: So do I think? don't think I'd sell it. But I'd just... So if <laughs> but, eighty million came slap bang on the table, eighty
0: million it depends who it came from. I think you know if okay, it came from see. Aston Villa, I'd be my, I'd be open to it. I, I think you I think you'd have to be pretty stringent not to accept eighty million pounds for a Smith. <laughs> Smith <Rowe. laughs>
1: I, just I a don't Smith want to sell it. I like, don't get me yeah, wrong. I don't want to see him But
0: eighty million quid, like that's a lot, bro. <laughs>
1: Eighty million. But look, look, Wesley for is going for eighty million. Smith Row is an English young player. His potential is through the roof. And that's how much players are going for nowadays. Jack Grealish, of course, 100 million. No Umar would not replace Smith Wow. Me for
0: him. I mean, you think is but- worth like 90 million.
1: So surely, like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Awa is a very good player, but 90 million, I would not be playing 90 million for Awa. But back to the Smith Row conversation. Mm. Yes, 80 million, they are entertained. And he's a young English talent, English international. Players nowadays, inflation in transfers is extremely high. So, fifty million for Smith Rowe, I wouldn't accept it. But eighty million, we could talking. We're talking.
0: Chat box, let us know. Uh, comment section, what would be the minimum price you'd accept for Mill Smith Rowe? I'm very intrigued to know uh, what, what you're accepting. <laughs> uh, let's go. I mean, there was an interesting link yesterday, also Manchester City being linked to Kieran Tierney. Mm. Constantine says, would you sell Tierney for fifty
1: million pounds if it came in? I don't think. Oh, I think I would accept fifty million, but I don't right. think it's. I don't think it's realistic. Oh, yeah. Smith right, Rowe indeed. is
0: thirty million more than Tierney. Yes,
1: yes. T C. Look, I'm just going by the English tax, English player tax. The the young star. The You're English not buying
0: into the Scottish tax. Does that not come into it? <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: do that. Don't do that. Plus Tierney's very injury prone, but fifty million for Tierney would be a good. Good offer to take considering he might not even be starting this year. But I do I do believe it's unrealistic because Manchester City wouldn't sign an injury pro left back when they desperately need the position to be covered on a regular basis. So, yeah. Indeed.
0: Hang says 80 million. Dreamer. Uh, Gene says, <laughs> I'd love ESR, but 50 million seems good. Tony says 65 million for Smith Rowe is a fair price. Wow. I mean, we haven't sold a player for, I mean, what our record sale is. Is it Alex Oxley Chamberlain or Wobey? I'm trying to think mm-hmm. anyone we sell for more than yeah. 38 odd million quid. TC,
1: all I'll say is by the time you reach, let's say October, ask that question again and, you'll see, and we'll see how much you value. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 80 million might seem a bit crazy. By <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that point, you. I'm scrolling down 26 million for Joe Willock, 27 million for Alex Owobey, but it was definitely more than that. This is called a transfer mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Chamberlain, 34. Serge Gnabry, 4.5. How sad is that? That's That's unreal. Uh, Yeah, but beyond that, 27 million for Robin Van Persie. I don't think... I think Alex Iwobi and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain are our record sales. So... 80 million quid. 50 million would even be our record sale uh, if it was that. Ronald says 60 million plus for Tierney. Uh, Carl says Tom stopped trying to tie Bailey and honestly, knots. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> Uh Graham Berry Collins says Pino and Tielemans. When are they happening? We've talked a little about Tielemans. What do you make of Jeremy Pino?
1: Uh, he's, I haven't seen enough of him, but it's interesting to see how much he is worth for such a young talent. And of course, we do need the winger. However, I would say I would prefer Arnold than Juma from Villarreal and I was going really? that yeah I'm a big fan of Danjima I think he would come in and really improve the Arsenal team but again Yemi Pino is very highly rated of course Liverpool also reportedly interested in him which shows the talent he does possess but again it's interesting me so I don't think it's a deal that will happen though, before the end of mm. the window
0: yeah, I will be surprised if we bring in Jeremy Pino or a wide player. I think centre midfield is the more likely area that we'll see. It's going to be interesting as well. I mean, I did a piece uh, and talking about this with Kai yesterday in our press book show about how and where Fabio Vieira plays. If he plays in midfields, potentially that means our targets is very much more in a wide area. If Fabio Vieira comes on, say, for Bukayo Saka and plays on that right-hand yeah. side, perhaps then our focus is more in central midfield. But I mean, where do you think fabio will play i mean you don't you don't have to say that you know but where do you think yeah
1: i don't know but yeah. i do i feel like he, he could play on the wing i think that coming in from the right hand side that could be a definite definite option or or again for Erdig, it's, it's tough it's tough to say i think i don't think he'll play midfield mm-hmm. i don't think he'll play a part of a three we just play midfield he'll definitely be in a more advanced position early on in his career anyway because i know he's got a lot of bulking up to do he's got a lot of um of course a quality factor I think it is a thing in the Premier League so I think in the early days he might play on the wing but he could shift in to be filled but that is interesting actually because that definitely does I think impact our chance of for sure
0: yeah I think it does I think it does we'll have to wait and see where he plays as I said earlier you'll be able to watch Mikel Arteta's press conference on the channel just after it finishes probably around two half two this afternoon so make sure that you are tuned in with those notifications turned on uh, that's going to round us off for today I'm going to press you for a prediction though uh, for, uh, for Leicester what are you going to go for?
1: I'm going to go with a 3-nil Gunners mm. victory. Jesus to get his first Premier League goal at Emirates Stadium. No, so.
0: oh, nice. Yeah, I said 3-0 as well. Uh hat trick for Jesus? I don't think so. I think he'll get on the score sheet once okay. or twice. That'd be quite nice. Yeah. But uh yeah, look, he needs to get a goal because if he doesn't, you know, I think if he doesn't score in the first two games, you'll see the narrative start coming out. Oh, he's not scored, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know that's gonna happen. So I think, yeah, getting a goal in this game is going to be absolutely key for, for Jesus. He's going for a 2-0 win uh, right now. So there you go. v also going for a 2-0 victory with his prediction for the game tomorrow. Uh, Steve says selling Tilly for $50 million, considering that his injury prone is a good price. The club be making a £25 million yeah. profit on him to do that, which is a fair point. And Schrodinger's cat flap going for a 3-1 victory as I well. It's shame true. we can't keep the clean sheet. Got to keep that clean sheet run going. We'll try and concede less goals this season than last season. Keeping one at Crystal Palace is no mean feat, trust me, and we managed it. So Saliba to boss again. We'll finish off with Umar's prediction of 3-0 as well. And Graham says Jesus Hattrick and Tillemans. OG at oh. a 4-0 Arsenal <laughs> win. I love that narrative, girl. We'll see you again, guys, very soon. Bally, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate your time as always.
1: Thank you, TC. Thank you, everyone in the comment section. Also, make sure to tune in for the post-match uh, reaction for the Arsenal Leicester. I'm sure it's me and Umar who will be mm. covering that. So make sure to tune in for that.
0: Yeah, I've got a rare match day off and I couldn't get a ticket. Unbelievable. Uh, But uh, I'll be enjoying it from wherever I am. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.